Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3, 2011, at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.steptoptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, David Devani, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing the new film, People Like Us, as well as Searching for Bobby Fischer, Home on the Range, and Fly Away Home. So, to start up the show, we have Brianna, and she is going to be interviewing me, so it's a little bit different today. She's going to be interviewing me about the new film, People Like Us. So, go ahead, Brianna. Okay. How are you? I am doing awesome. How about yourself? Very good. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about this film. Okay, so People Like Us uh, is starring uh, Chris Pine, Elizabeth Banks, and, um, you know, many, many other people. And it starts off with a man who's all about work. Like, that's all he focuses on is work, getting as much money as possible. Um, But he doesn't have a very lavish life. He just, like, works really, really hard for his company. And, um... His dad dies, and he was never very close with his dad, and his dad was, like, a big, um, like, 70s rock legend or, like, blues legend. And um, he goes to the funeral, and he, through, like, certain turns of events that he didn't expect, leads him to a sister, played by Elizabeth Banks, that he never knew he had. And his mom is played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and she does an awesome job. And it's all about him sort of just getting to know this family that he never really knew he had. Mm. I, I, I think that's a very good plot. I mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it was so, based off true events, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's, that's nice. I always like films that are based off true events. It's kind of mm-hmm. easier to relate to them. Yeah. So how did you like this film overall? I think overall it was a really good film. Um there was a lot of emotion. There was a lot of really heavy emotions as well as some nice comedy, but it definitely was like a dramatic film, so it wasn't in like the comedy genre. And I really liked this film. I thought it was very touching. 
Um, it gave across a good message. You know, I think overall it was a very excellent film. Was there any part or anything that stood out from the rest in this movie? I think watching the connection between Sam, who is like the main character, and Frankie, his sister, when their connection was sort of like blossoming and they were getting a lot closer, I thought that was really cool. But something that was also kind of weird about this film is Sam never told, like, doesn't tell Frankie that he's her brother until, like, the very, very end of the film. So Frankie just thinks that he's, like, this random guy that's come into her life, and she almost starts to fall in love with him, and which is kind of complicated because he's her brother, and then he has to explain everything. But um, I think just their relationship really stood out for me. Yeah. I think a relationship is good in a film. I think it should have good relationship. <laughs> was this film easy to follow, or was it kind of choppy? Or I thought it was very easy to follow, but I, I think it should be for like older kids, like teenagers, because if you are younger, you would not be able to follow the film because it is a little bit more mature. Um, and, yeah, I would recommend it for more mature audiences because... I think they would be able to follow it very easily, but younger kids wouldn't. Okay. That's good to know. What did you think about the cinematography? I thought the cinematography was very good. I mean, there was nothing amazing like in Hugo or like these big production films. It was like, it was very average. It was like any other film that you see in theaters nowadays. It was, it was very good though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I, 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 I did think that Hugo would be a little bit higher, but yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part or did you have any? Yeah, I definitely had a favorite part. My favorite part um, is probably all of the scenes with the little boy, Frankie's son, and he's 11 years old. And he was not like any 11 year old that I've ever encountered. He was very, very mature and very funny. And he always got himself into a lot of mischief. Like, he um, he blew up a pool, uh, which was very, very funny, but also got him into a lot of trouble. But I think all of my favorite parts are with him, like all of the scenes that he's in. <laughs> You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the new film, People Like Us, as well as Searching for Bobby Fischer, Home on the Range, and Fly Away Home. And right now we have Brianna with us, and she's interviewing me about the film People Like Us, starring Michelle Pfeiffer, Elizabeth Banks, and Chris Pine. And I'll let you continue with that. Can is is there like a good person and a bad person, or is just is it just telling about a person's life? Or um, there's not really any bad characters. I think for me, what I noticed is that. Um, Frankie and Sam, they're the main characters, the brother and sister, and I think they're both the good characters and the bad characters at the same time, because they're both, you know, they're both good people. They're genuinely good people, but they're both, like, struggling with their past and having to come to terms with sort of their childhood. So it's more of, like, an internal struggle instead of, like, good characters versus bad characters. That's good to know, because I kind of thought it would be kind of like that good versus evil type thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you would add or take out of this film to make it better? Um, I think maybe I would embellish a little bit more on the fact, because like throughout the whole entire movie, it's pretty clear 
that Sam never really liked his dad very much. Um, but it was never super clear as to why he didn't like his dad. It was just always like he like he he wasn't super sad that his dad was dead or like he didn't he never really had a close relationship with his dad. But it never really explained why. So I think I would definitely add in a little bit more detail to that part of the film. Yeah, I think I would want to know why his dad, like, why he didn't, like, kind of didn't care about his dad. I think that would mm-hmm. be a good thing to add in that film. Mm-hmm. Is there any character that you can relate to? And if so, do you think everyone can ad- relate to that character? I think everyone can relate to sort of the whole storyline because it's about, um, it's definitely about, like, honesty because Sam is kind of like a compulsive liar, like, he does tell a lot of lies and I guess him into a lot of trouble but I think it's sort of about like everyone can't relate to a specific character or a specific part of the film but I think the entire storyline is relatable because it is about trusting people and opening yourself up to them because you won't regret it so I think that's you know the relatable part of the film. Thanks. How many stars would you give this film? Um gosh I think I would probably give this film um, four and a half out of five stars because it was really, really good and I really enjoyed it. It moved me to tears. It made me laugh. So it was, there was a very wide range of emotion, emotions that I felt while I was watching this film, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, the best film I've seen like all year. So I think four and a half stars. Good. How was the background music? Was it good? Did it go, did it go really well into the film or? I think the background music was average because nothing really stood out to stood out to me about the background music. Like I'm trying to think back on it and I can't really remember a lot of um, the soundtrack playing in the film. So I definitely think it was average. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just average. Yeah, because most of the time when you watch films, it's not like you're specifically watching that film to hear the background music. So I would yeah. get how you would forget a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, you said earlier that I think you would recommend this film for eight like higher like teenagers and stuff would you put a um what kind of age group would you give that to like um what age group in the teenage range I think I'd probably say 14 and up because um I'd say 14 and up because when I went to go see it I went and saw it with my best friend who's 14 and I'm 14 and we both really liked it and then we I think we were probably like the youngest people in the movie theater that it was like all adults and they all seem to really enjoy it. And it is more of like an adult film because there is definitely more heavy emotions. Um, so I think 14 and up would be a good age range. Uh, like heavy emotions as in like there's um, emotions that kids more wouldn't. Dramatic because you know, like when you're 13 and 14 and 15, like all the movies you want to go see are like comedies and you know, all the, like, laugh-out-loud films that you just can't stop laughing the entire time. So it was definitely more mature of a film, I think. But there was definitely some parts that were funny. Mm. Is Would you recommend this film to, like, for family? Like, if the family came around to watch it, and, like, if there was a younger child, would, would, she, be, would she or he be able to watch it with his family, like, kind of explaining it or guiding him in the right direction? I think... Probably if there was like a family film, like if, if you were 10 and up, if you were like younger, like 10 and you were watching this with your family and they were able to sort of explain it to you, I think so. But it's not like my first pick 
to recommend for families because there are definitely some better family films. But if it came down to it, I think, yeah, like 10 up could be able to watch it and um, understand it if someone was explaining it to you. Well, it looks like we're out of time for this segment. And Brianna, thank you so much for interviewing me. You did a wonderful job. Thank Let's you. take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Fly Away Home. And we have with us again, Brianna. So, how are you, Brianna? Very good, thank you. Awesome. And we also have with us Juliana. So, how are you? Good, how are you? Awesome. Okay, so 
Juliana, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay. Well, it's about a girl named Amy who her mother and her get in a car accident and her mother ends up dying. So she has to go live with her dad in Canada and she doesn't want to at first. But after she finds the geese from construction and stuff, like putting down trees, she wants to like stay there forever and never wants to leave. Awesome. And so, Brianna, what did you think about this film? I think it was really good. I, I think it had a good message, and um, I like how it was very... I, I like the story, because I haven't ever heard that story before, so I think that kind of stood out to me. And, so, and so I storyline? Yes, I like the storyline very much, because I've never kind of seen that. So it was good to see a new storyline come into this film industry. Oh. And, Brianna, what did you think about the cinematography of this film? I think the cinematography was average. I mean, because um, um, I like how, I mean, I think they should have put more close-ups on some of the people because I think that, like, on the geese, for instance, I think they should have put, like, really close-ups on more of the geese because I think that, um, it's mainly about the geese in a sort of kind of way. So I think that it was kind of average, but I do think that they should have put more close-ups in. Awesome. And Juliana, what do you think about the soundtrack of this film? Was there anything that stood out to you or was it sort of average? Um, it was average. I didn't really like the music that much, but I think the music when they were like flying was a little inspirational. That's awesome. I'm glad that you felt that way. It's nice. Because um, I've seen this film before, and I definitely remember the music from certain scenes and definitely very be being very uplifting. So that's what I remember about this film. Um, Brianna, can you tell me a little bit about a certain part of this film that stood out to you? Yes. Um, it's when she... Like, she finds the geese. I mean, it's kind of at the beginning. Um, she finds them, and she's like, oh, they're here. Um, and she doesn't kind of think about it. She kind of just takes them. She doesn't think about, oh, what if their mother comes back? But I think later on in the film that you realize that their mother isn't coming back, like she's dead or something. So when she takes them in, she puts them in this drawer, and she knows that they need heat. And so she puts, like, a lamp under it, and so they're all... It's like she makes the drawer into an incubator. So I think that's a very nice, nice, um, nice scene because it kind of introduces the geese. And I like when she comes back from school and she's like, whoa, 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 they may hatch. They may, something may happen to them. So she went back and they all hatched and they were all wet from being inside the egg. And I think that was a very touching scene. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, my aunt has, um, chickens and, um, when I was younger, we had chickens, and I know it's different than, like, having geese, but it definitely is a lot of work to take care of them, and especially if you're, like, using a drawer and a lamp, I could see how that would be really challenging, but that does sound like a very touching scene. So, Juliana, do you have a favorite scene or character in this film? Um, my favorite scene was when Amy was flying the geese, 
the geese south, like toward Mexico and stuff, where it was like warm. Because I thought it was touching how she really cared for them, and she wanted them to get there safely. Absolutely. And do you have a favorite character? Um, I liked Igor the goose because he was adorable. And it's kind of funny how he couldn't fly, but then you remember how the animal control person tried to clip his wing. So. Yeah. Well, it definitely, he's, I remember him as being a very funny character. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Giovanni, and today we are reviewing Searching for Bobby Fisher, Home on the Range, and Fly Away Home. And we're talking about Fly Away Home right now, and we have with us Juliana and Brianna, and they're both just telling me about their favorite scenes and favorite characters. Um, so back to you, Juliana, what do you think about the emotion of this film? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is definitely... Um, some turmoil between Amy and her father. So what do you think about that? Well, I think that that is right. And there is, like, sadness and, like, pain because she lost her mother. Yeah. And, like, happiness when she has the geese. And at first she's, like, upset and mad that she has to live with her dad. Yeah. Then her feelings switch from unhappy to really, really happy to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I remember there is definitely sort of roller coaster emotions in this film. And um, there is that he, she definitely changes her mind about her opinion on staying with her father. I remember that. Um, so, Brianna, can you tell me a little bit about what age group you think this film is for? I think this film would be 8 to 14 because, I mean, of course, it's absolutely a great family film because I watched this with my family and they really, really liked it because my mom was like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep because it's, I think it's a child movie, but she ended up staying up like, wow, this is really good film, and at the end we started clapping. So I think it'd be... um, So it surpassed your expectations? Yeah, I mean, I mean, most of the time my dad stays up for movies, but when he saw this one, he's like, I didn't think I'd like that. And that's rare for him because he usually, she's, he's usually always right about when he says, oh, I don't like this one and it'll end up, and he'll end up, he'll end up not liking it or he'll like it. And so I think it's a good family film. And of course, adults can watch it too, of my experience. Because looking at my mother and father, so I think it'd be good for eight to fourteen because I think it fits in that age age range. So awesome! And how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I'd give this film four out of five stars because um I thought that it kind of had a slow start. Like when she found the geese, I thought there'd be something else like that would happen that would kind of start off the movie. So I didn't kind of know what happened, but um, it had a strong finish, so I think that what counts in a film, not the beginning, but the end, but it did have a slow start, so. Absolutely. And, Juliana, what, uh, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I agree with Brianna, four. Mm-hmm. And for the same reasons, because it had, like, a slow start? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was sad how you had to watch them get in a car accident, and then, like, 
Yeah. That's... Mm-hmm. There definitely is, um, like you said, Juliana, a lot of pain in this film, but more towards the beginning of this film. And um, I do remember it being like a slow start because I actually don't remember a lot of the beginning of the film because it was so slow. So, Brianna, what do you think about the overall film, like combining the cinematography and um, the soundtrack and the acting and everything? What's your opinion on the film? I think it was I think it was good overall because I think the acting was very, very not deep, deep, but like you kind of got the. You kind of got the message they were putting out, and you kind of put yourself put yourself in their shoes. Like for the dad, you kind of figured out, oh, my daughter, my daughter doesn't want to be here. She wants to be with her mom, but her mom's dead, so she has to live here. So it's kind of forcing her. And you can you can also understand the child, Amy, because she's like, I don't want to be here. I'm, and she never really gets to have the moment to cry over her mom because she was like rushed out of there. But later in the film, she's like, my mom's dead. And she finally cries over that. So I think that the acting was really nice and the cinematography, I thought it could have a little more close-ups on the geese. But I think that overall, it, it was a good film because some films don't have good acting. They don't have good cinematography. So I think it was a very good film. Mm-hmm. And Juliana, can you talk a little bit about your opinion on the acting in this film? Um, I thought it was good, too, but like not intense, mm-hmm. like where it was like, whoa, they're so good at it. But they were good at it, but not like amazingly good, like compared to other movies. Absolutely. So overall, this is a good family film. It uh, definitely beat Brianna's expectations. And thank you guys, Juliana and Brianna, so much for talking with me all about this film, uh, Fly Away Home. So be sure to rent it, watch it with your family, watch it with your younger siblings. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss searching for Bobby Fisher, and we have with us Morgan. Hi. So, right now, how are you, Morgan? Good. So good to talk to you again. So, mm-hmm. could you tell us a little bit about this film and, you know, what you think about it? I think about this film that is really a good film for kids to play chess and chess players. Because it really builds up the emotion about how chess is good and how you can actually have a sport for yourself. And you're a chess player, right? Yes. Awesome. So I can tell that you were definitely able to relate to this film. Mm-hmm. And do you think kids that, you know, don't play chess or who play chess but it's not like their main hobby, do you think that they could relate to this film or do you think it's just like a chess player's film? It's a family film. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the cinematography in this film? The cinematography was really cool, and it, it really shows the move. Like, the how the little boy studies them is really cool because he can keep it in his head. And also, when they showed the... Um, this chess pieces, it was really cool because it just showed them like a really tight close-up. Really awesome. tight. So do you think it made the film a little bit more intense? Yes. Awesome. And what did you think about the soundtrack of this film? Did it stand out to you or was it just average? It was basically standing out for me. Mm-hmm. And what about the um, soundtrack stood out for you? I like the music. It was really cool. good. Yeah. And do you think you have maybe a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film? My fa- my favorite scene was when jo- Josh decides he wants to play um, in the park, and my favorite character would have to be Josh. Mm-hmm. And what about um, him do you really like? Do you, that you like? What about him do you connect to? I... 
I connect to him because he plays chess and I play chess, and also how he offers a tie to his uh, opponent. It's like really a good sportsmanship, which I would probably like a game where everybody wins and one person loses and one people person wins. So I can re- relate to his sportsmanship. Awesome. And what messages do you think this film puts out to audiences? It shows them, like, to believe in yourself, even if nobody believes in you. Just So just to stay strong to who you are? That's an awesome message. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how many stars you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it four and a, four stars, yeah. Four stars? And why four stars? Because it... It was, like, a good movie, but not one that I really think that I really loved. It was just, like, a really good one, and it stayed but all the existing subject and okay. never, ever moved. It just stayed on chess. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And is there anything in this film that you would add or subtract from this film? Um, really, I think that it was just good the way it was. Mm-hmm. So there was like a good I like the teachers. The teachers were really good. I mean, like one was teaching him how to play aggressive chess, and one was actually um Bobby Fisher's chess teacher. So that explains why he's so strict. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the, your favorite character? You know, can you tell me a little bit more about what you like about him so much? Well, Josh actually relates to me because he's a nice boy, and he really is, like, somebody who would stand out from other people. And mm-hmm. he's really somebody who just is... He put in something that I love to do, and he just made it. He just kept mm-hmm. on living chess. Absolutely. And what do you and think... And he also of- played baseball, uh-huh. which my dad's a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about the emotion in this film? Um, the emotion is pretty cool because it like it shows that the, they really want their son, his parents to actually really relate and they really want him to actually just keep on playing chess and they want him just to believe in himself and just they really want him to focus on him Mm-hmm. And he's there. His parents are actually telling him, "Don't lose the thing. You're doing great." So they really encourage him. Yeah. Fantastic. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Home on the Range and Searching for Bobby Fisher, which we are talking about right now with Morgan, and she's telling me all about, you know, her favorite parts of this film, the emotion in this film, everything about this film, and it sounds very wonderful. And she is a chess player herself, so she can relate to this film pretty well. Um, so, Morgan, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your chess playing? How long have you been playing chess, and what do you like about it? Um, about three months. I really like about it is how they have different pieces and how they, I don't know how they did it, but they were, like, just... If they had 
two pieces that were the same, they really look the same. They are the same. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. So they're very similar. That's awesome. And I'm glad that you like this uh, chess because I haven't, I've played chess a little bit, but not like a ton. And it's definitely something that I really want to get into more because it's very fun and you really have to use your mind and strategize. So I'm really glad that you're able to get into it at such a young age. Because how old are you? Seven. Seven. Oh my goodness. Oh, and, and there's all kinds of different chess parts. Mm-hmm. And boards. And- do you think that chess is something that you want to continue? Yes, I'll probably continue this forever. Never quit. Forever. Awesome. Bobby studies Bobby Fisher's moves. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody studies his moves from this day on. Until. So, like you were saying, some of the messages in this film is that to believe in yourself even if other people don't believe in you. Do you think that there's any other messages in this film that people can take away from after watching this movie? Yeah, even though you're competing, you should still be nice. Just not like a bully. Just be kind of kind to your companion. Sometimes, and this is something that most people might be angry about, but even if somebody wins, you feel glad to them. Never feel, like, jealous. Because jealousy isn't good. I mean, it shows... Josh actually knows about this, and he knows that he's glad for the people who's playing with him if they win. Mm-hmm. He's just like somebody who's really like me. I mean, if somebody wins and you lose, don't feel bad and feel jealous. Feel happy for the person who won. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you. And can you tell me a little bit more about the title of this film? Because the main character's name is Josh, but why is it called Searching for Bobby Fisher? Because Josh tells a lot about Bobby Fisher. Like, he tells them about Bobby Fisher's life. And this is the most importantest part. When the Americans needed a hero to play chess uh, to beat the Russians, he was the only one who could. That's what's so special about Bobby Fisher. That's why they called the title Searching for Bobby Fisher. Awesome. And nobody knows where he is. That's why they're saying searching, because he's, like, disappearing, and nobody knows where he is. It's like, and they're also trying to find him, but they can't. He doesn't want to be found and be bothered. He said, I only want to play chess. I do not want to be a huge star or everything. Yeah, he's going to do my thing. Fame. He does it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And can you tell me one more big thing that really stands out for you in this film that you'll, you know, remember forever? Of course. When in doubt, burn power out. Which is your queen and I I know this. It's like when you're really in trouble and you can't move anything and you're like, oh, I'm going to get eaten soon, use your queen because then you can probably eat many more pieces. But also be careful because if you lose your queen, you only have your king. And if you lose your king, you lose the game. So Mm -hmm. I might say don't bring your queen too much out. Just Mm -hmm. make sure that she goes out for a little while. Not so long. Fantastic chess advice. Thank you so much, Morgan. And this film, Searching for Bobby Fisher, sounds fantastic. Yes, 
So it was wonderful talking to you, and everybody be sure to go check out Searching for Bobby Fisher and watch it with your family, with your friends, you know, check it out. It sounds like a good movie. And learn how to play chess because it's very fun, and like Morgan said, it's something that she'll be playing forever, so I hope you can connect to it as much as Morgan has. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raymond Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Home on the Rage, and we have with us Juliana and Morgan. And I just talked to Morgan, um, but how are you doing, Morgan? Good. Awesome. And what about you, Juliana? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing awesome. 
All right, so Juliana, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Okay, so this is about these three cows that go on an like adventure to go save their farm called Patch of Heaven, and they want to save it because Mrs. Calloway and Grace have been living there forever, and they love it there. And since that Alameda Slim, the cow person who steals all the herds and makes everyone move so he could buy their land. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, like, take over Patch of Heaven so he could have all the land, but Miss Calloway, Grace, and Maggie won't let that happen, so they're trying to find him so they can save their farm. I love this film so much. I've seen it, like, about a gazillion times, and even now that I'm older, I still, like, absolutely adore this film. There's something about it that I think is, like, so cute and very classic. Um, so, Morgan, why don't you tell us about your thoughts on this film? This is a very good film. I mean, it teaches some, It teaches a lesson, which is, like, stealing's not good, really. It isn't. It just isn't. It's not nice, and stealing... You have to pay money for, but it's like, if you steal, nothing good comes out from stealing. Nothing. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, and I love the animals. They're so cute and adorable, especially the little chicks. Yes. And I think um, oh, and the I love the voices. Yeah. And I think the personalities of the animals are awesome because they're like human personalities. And you're watching, and you forget you're watching a movie that has, like, you know, these little animated cows in it. You think you're watching a film about people. So, Morgan, do you have a favorite part of this film? I would say Maggie. Mm-hmm. And what do you like about I like, it? I like the parts about this movie. Well, I like it when they um, save their farm and when they, fu- when they, um, st- this, is my, this is my favorite funny part. When they stick Alameda Slim in the <laughs> in the train, and then one of the girls goes, the pushes the lever, and it's like funny because he just huh. is like. Then it shows that it's really animal Alameda Slim. <laughs> and like you were saying, Maggie is your favorite character. So what do you like about Maggie so much? I like her because she's, like, a really good voice for her, and it fits the character a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Juliana, do you think you have a favorite character or a favorite part in this film? Uh, well, I have two favorite characters. They are Grace the Cow and Buck. And I like Buck because he was funny, and we thought he was, like, a super horse, and he's doing, like, ninja moves and stuff. And I liked uh, Grace because she would sing, like, off-tune, and then when Alameda would yodel when they were at that other herd, she would be the only one that would be like, oh, his singing is horrible, and she wouldn't get, like, hypnotized. Uh-huh. I think my my favorite character is Buck. Because, like, I agree with you, Juliana. He's really funny because he thinks he's, like, the coolest thing ever. Um, 
but I love the, like, I love the part, um, when Alameda Slam is, like, luring the cows away, because I think it's cool, because it's all, like, different colors, and I think that's, like, a really cool part of the film that, even though I haven't seen the movie in quite a while, um, that part still sticks with me, and I can still, like, see it in my head, and I just think that that was, like, a really memorable part of this film. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and right now we are reviewing Home on the Range, and I have with me Juliana and Morgan, and they're just telling me all about their favorite parts or favorite characters. So, Morgan, what do you think about the animation in this film? It's really good animation. You, like, forget that you're watching animals and, like, I mean, you forget that you're watching a cartoon and you think that's real, and you're like, real cows talking? This is awkward. I don't see this very every day, but it's cool. <laughs> Too funny. And Juliana, what do you think about the animation in this film? I thought it was actually pretty good. Awesome. I was amazed. What do you like about it? Um. Well, I like how it's like clear and you can see it because like sometimes when you watch animated stuff on TV, it's not always like clear. It's like yeah, it was very mm-hmm. and And the voices match the characters. Yeah, I hate when they don't. Ask that, Morgan. What do you think about the voice talent in this film? The voice talent was really good. And I love the yodeling. It's like, wow. <laughs> Absolutely. And Juliana, what about you? What do you think about the voice talent in this film? Oh, yeah, like... uh Morgan said, I like the yodeling, too. It was, like, whoa. And it was actually really good because it was on time with, like, the mouths of the animals. Because, like, I hate when they're off because it's just, like, annoying. Yeah, Yeah, that's really annoying. And I agree with you. Yodeling is, like, crazy. It's insane that someone can do that with their voice. Like, I want to learn how to yodel. That's, like, really intense. So, Morgan, how did you give this film on a scale of one to five? Five. Five stars. stars. Like, shiny. You really liked it. Yes, I loved it. More than like, I loved it. It was terrific. Awesome. I'm really glad that you liked it so, so much. So, Juliana, what about you? What do you think? How many stars would you give this film? I'd rate it five as well because it's a good movie to watch over and over again with your family and with people that haven't watched it before. Yeah. It's it's just a great movie. I agree with you. Yeah, I've seen this film, like, so many times, um, and I agree with you. It's, like, one of those films that you can see it, like, ten times in a day and you won't get tired of it. Well, I mean, not in a day. That's over-exaggerating, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Morgan, what do you think about the overall production of this film? It, it's good, but they hardly make westerns anymore. It's true. It really is. And mm-hmm. if you try to find a western, this would probably pop out. Mm-hmm. So it was like a true western film? Yes. Awesome. And did you relate to any of the characters at all, or did you relate to, you know, a certain part of the film? I relate really 
I relate to Grace. And why do you relate to Grace? Because I like singing and she likes singing, but I relate to her because if somebody's yielding, I'd just like be like, I would be following them, not following them. But mm -hmm. there's something else about me that fits Grace because she is like also a really good girl and she's like somebody who tries to help with her people and does not think about herself. Mm -hmm. So she's very selfless? Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. And Juliana, do you think that there are any big morals or messages that this film gives out to audiences? Uh, yeah, I think that there is a message because, like, the cows were, like, fighting, but in the end, they worked through it, and they did what they had to do, and they ended up being happy, and were like, yes, we saved the farm and all that. So it had a happy ending? Yeah. Awesome. And do you think that there's anything in this film that you maybe would have added or cut out from this film? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's a good movie by itself. Awesome. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for talking with me all about this film. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Juliana, thank you as well. Thank you. So be sure to go check out Home on the Range. It's a super cute classic film that you should watch, your fa friends and family should watch, so be sure to go check it out. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Tavani signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.